Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Naked and Inside Out. It's Janine Toro here. We're an LGBT podcast celebrating all the amazing people in the LGBT community today. And we're here to share these stories with you, our listeners. Today, I'm really excited to have on Stephanie Tamez. If you don't know of her, she's originally from San Antonio, Texas, and she's a very known tattoo artist here in New York City and co-owner of Save Tattoo. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Do you want to talk a little bit about kind of your background, your history, a little bit of the past, and then kind of we can get into the current? Okay, I'll give you a quick, brief little summary. Yes, I was born in San Antonio, Texas. I was uh, a graphic designer. I worked in advertising and television for several years. And then I moved to San Francisco, where I worked for Tower Records for a number of years. And through that time period, I got a tattoo and became fascinated with tattooing, and it led me to become a tattooer. I worked in San Francisco for several years, just um, working out of my house, and then I got a job with uh, Diamond Club, uh, Bill and Junie Salmon in San Francisco, and I worked for them for a period of time. Then I moved to New York, and I've been in New York for a good 17 years. Wow. And, uh, And I started working at New York Adorned, and I worked there for nine years, and... Then I came over here to Saved and became co-owner about a year or so into being here. Now I'm co-owner with my partner, Virginia Elwood, and Scott Campbell is also uh, the originator of Saved. So we're all three kind of partnered together in the New York shop. Oh, that's great. So what about your first tattoo made you want to do this? Actually, it wasn't the first tattoo that made me want to do it. The first tattoo just exposed me to it all and the art form of it. And I realized the potential of it. And uh, I really kind of went away just thinking I'm going to get more tattoos. And I started to get more tattoos. And then through, through that experience, the tattooer that taught me sort of suggested to me that maybe it might be a direction I want to explore. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And um, I basically kind of knew that when I did the first few, I would either sort of run away from it and be too overwhelmed by it, or I would, you know, fall further fascinated with it. And that's what happened. So then I kind of slowed. The rest is history because we're here today. We're here live sitting in Save Tattoo today. That's amazing. It's funny because I also come from a graphic design background, right? Or I find that a lot of people that come from a design background or maybe not a design background and end up doing something more artistic or more design centric or less design centric. So it's kind of interesting to see what inspires us and how it shapes our path. Right. Yeah, definitely. So what's a typical day like for you? Uh, Lately, a typical day is a little bit crazy. I've been traveling a lot, which uh, I hadn't been doing for several years. I think everyone kind of comes to New York, so I didn't really have to travel much. And I was just kind of solidifying my, my sense of space here in New York. And, um, and now that things have been solid and good, I'm, I'm kind of getting back out on the road and just, you know, tattooing a little bit and, and, uh, doing my own artwork and running the shop and everything is still very tattoo related <laughs> in, in all directions. But, um, you know, it's really varied. Some days it's like I do five people, bunch of small stuff. Some, some days, um, I do just one person, much larger work. That's what I tend to like to do. I tend to, at this point, just do more like one person a day or two people a day and try to do larger bodies of work because I enjoy that. And if I'm not tattooing, then I'm 
either spending a day at home kind of organizing and doing things for the shop, uh, handling business for the shop, or I go into my studio and I try to just paint and explore those aspects of myself. What type of painting do you do? Uh, I do a lot of mixed media. I'm really multidisciplinary kind of artist. I, I, it really depends on what I'm trying to say and the means that which I think it gets interpreted best. I mean, I mostly work in acrylic. Uh, I'll do some ink, ink drawings and, and work from there. I do a lot of light box sort of work as well. The last show I did, which was a couple of years ago with um, another really good friend of mine that actually got me involved through tattooing, her and I did a, a, a collaboration. Uh, she's a photographer. And so I did a lot of sort of photo collage work and painting work and made some light boxes and did some larger paintings kind of based on her photos and off of her photos. And I really enjoyed that direction. So I've been still playing with that direction. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Neat. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel that having that sort of a quote unquote escape or way to explore helps you, not just saying it inspires you, but do you think it opens your mind to different things that you may not normally think about? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that like, Staying creative is the goal, right? I mean, if we if we just kind of keep doing the same things, um, it gets redundant. At least for me, it does. So the great thing about tattooing is that it exposes you to every different culture and every different religion and every different sort of right. like symbolism. And so that becomes really fun for me. And I, I like all the kind of cross-pollination that happens with different cultures and, and design. And so um, I think that really exposed me to like the potential of mixing sort of styles or culture, cultural references, or just, just the, the whole mix of things really intrigues me. So I think that staying creative in my own space allows me to just play and explore. And then hopefully something interesting happens that will feed back into my tattooing and, or my tattooing influences some of the iconography that I use in my own paintings and things. So they, they definitely feed each other. Yeah, I was thinking because it's, it, well, at least for me, I'm thinking, you know, you're traveling sometimes, right? You're meeting different types of people and they probably all want something different and unique, right? Hence tattooing, right? We don't all want the same tattoo on our bodies. So it must be really enriching in ways. And you're constantly like surrounded by just like, I don't know, like a different country or state's way of life or, you know, different people. And it's just, it's interesting. It sounds like something that, Sounds really fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the thing that attracted me to tattooing from the beginning was that you could kind of go anywhere and, and, and find, you know, like minds wherever you kind of went. Because we're all sort of, you know, if we're tattooed, we're, we're kind of gravitating to a lot of the same things. So, you know, that definitely made it fun. Yeah. So I was reading an article, Meet the Tattoo Artist Who New York's Feminist Writers Can't Stop Raving About by Prachi Gupta. I hope I'm not destroying their name. And one of the quotes in it really stood out to me. It's from Marcy Bianco. And you had said in this article, or she says about you, it's a spiritual experience when she's drilling into your arm. So I thought that was really interesting. I was like, huh? So, cause it's a very, uh, somewhat contradictory, right? Someone's drilling into your arm, but it's this, you know, almost like this rejoicement. So does this recollect anything for you? Um, this person or this oh, article? Yeah, Marcy, yeah. I, I've tattooed yeah. Marcy a few times. Marcy's fantastic. She's uh, been a great friend and client of mine for, for many years. Yeah. I think that it's, um, 
there's the act of tattooing and, and, and in order for it to stay, we do have to puncture the skin. Right. And so I think that, that there's this aggressive sort of nature to it, but the endorphins that are released and the connection that you have to your own spiritual identity with whatever you're getting sort of all kind of comes together. Right. And so it is that right. Tattooing is a tapping of the ink into your skin. And so I think that there's a, a little bit of a, a rhythm to it. And I think that that rhythm is, is calming sometimes to some people. It can be aggravating to some people. It can be no problem at all for some people. It's, it's really just how each person sort of takes that physical experience and how they manifest it. But I think that it's, we're marking ourselves, we're marking ourselves permanently. And, and there's a great spiritual connection to that. Not always. Sometimes it's just for fun. Sometimes it's just for adornment, but sometimes, you know, people are getting things that are, they really are like almost mantras to them for themselves. And so that whole thing just kind of comes together in this one moment. So I don't know. It's just something, even just the way that she said that or the way I read it, I'm like, wow, like it didn't just like stuck in my head. So do you remember who you first tattooed? Uh, I tattooed myself first. Really? <laughs> yeah. I always wondered, like, you know how you always remember your first of everything, right? And I'm like, I wonder if that's the same. I mean, I'm sure it's very similar. So you tattooed yourself. Yeah, I think that any good tattooer really has started off tattooing themselves because the the first thing you have to understand is like what you're doing to another human being when you go to do this, right? <clears throat> so it's like, you know, you have to understand the sort of amount of pressure you're putting on or the least amount of pressure you can do to do it. Like you have to understand that sort of feeling. And so the best way is for you to do it on yourself so that you understand what you're doing to other people. So I think that, you know, anyone that's tattooing, should have tattoos. I'm, I'm not a fan of the people that tattoo that don't have any tattoos. You know, it's, you have to understand the experience you're giving to other people and all these different parts of your body. That's why it's important as a tattooer to be, I think, heavily tattooed because each time you get a tattoo in a different part of the body, you, you sort of understand what that feels like in that area. And so it helps you be conscientious of what you're doing to other people every day. Yeah. I've never met a tattoo artist that didn't have tattoos. Uh, yeah, there, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be many. But uh, yeah. so, what was the first tattoo that you did? Um, it's a little piece on my ankle, and and it was just a little abstract design that I did. But they almost look like question marks, which is kind of interesting. I didn't think of it at the time. It was just a little sort of simple ornamental design that I sort of did to just figure out how to how to do the whole process. But now I kind of look back on it, and I I really like it because it just looks like all the different questions I have about my future and my life and where I'm going. And right. I hope I'm always questioning what I'm doing and where I'm moving each day of my life. So, so it's been a really, it's a nice constant simple, reminder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty symbolic, you know, simple design that means a lot to me. So how many people approximately do you think you tattooed oh in your God. lifetime? I know I'm like, that's probably a tough I question. Have no earthly idea. Sometimes I wish I had kept a little, tally of it, you know, but, uh, I, I really couldn't even begin to fathom. Really? Yeah. It's been, you know, 24 years, something like that. 23 years, somewhere in that. Listeners, if you've been tattooed by Stephanie Tamas, please (laughs) let me know. I'm going to start a tally. (laughs) No, I just think about it because it's like, I mean, like we all go to work, we all do things and it's not like you forget about people. Right. But like at the end of the day, you're still like, I'm sure you've come across many, many, many people. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because in a lot of ways, I really don't forget about people. I might not remember their name, 
but I'll always remember their face. And if they show me the tattoo, then I remember the whole moment. Like, it's crazy because like somebody will come up to me and they'll be like, I know you don't remember me, but you tattooed me like 10 years ago or whatever. And I'm like looking at him kind of going like, oh, what was her name? What was her name? And then I go, let me see the tattoo because I know I'll remember. Yeah. And they'll show me and I go like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I did that at New York Adorn or I did that at Saved or I did that in San Francisco or and and some little bit will usually always stay with me. And, and it might be like, I'm like, oh, was it this about your brother? Or was this, how is some, you know, like I'll remember some bit of conversation usually right. uh, or some moment that occurred because it's all in there, you know. It's like riding a bike for you, <laughs> right? Like yeah, you just, it's really fun. It's yeah. really fun to, you know, to see that or to be like, I mean, I've been like, abroad and somebody's come up and been like, you tattooed me in San Francisco or something. Wow. That's so cool. Those are neat moments. It feels like it makes me feel like I'm on my right path because. Right. And like, what's the chance of that? Like you're traveling, you're abroad and someone that you may have tattooed in San Francisco or New York there, there's like, Oh, Hey, do you remember me? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. It happens. It happens more frequently than you would think. It's a smaller world than we think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the one of the other articles that I found on Mike.com, I was really researching you. One of the things that I like this a lot, you, you said that I would say the disadvantage in brackets of being a female artist is that as a woman, I have to work twice as hard to prove myself in a largely male dominated field. And advantages are that by working harder that I become a better tattoo artist. So this kind of also resonated with me because I work in tech, specifically in user experience, and it's a pretty male-dominated field. And I, you know, I'm an associate director where I work, so, you know, I've worked hard to get to that point. But I'm in the same field of you. It's like there's always something more that we sort of have to do. So did you want to talk a little bit about that in your experience? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I, I said it pretty clear. It's just, I think that it's really true. I think that, I mean, tattooing was male dominated because it was a very rough and tumble sort of profession at the beginning. So, so, you know, men were mostly the ones that were doing it. And so it's taken longer for the trajectory of women to kind of get into the positions to be where we are today. And it certainly has grown. There's, there's definitely far more women tattooing, even from when I started tattooing, uh, you know, 20 odd years ago. So that's the great, that's the great thing. And I think that people are realizing that, you know, it's, it's a male or a female person or transgender or any, any, any person knows how to make art. And so, you know, it's learning the, the skills of tattooing to become a good tattooer, but like it doesn't take brute force to do it. So it's where maybe it's even less difficult for a woman to become, you know, a construction worker or something because of uh, physical abilities that they might need. It's, there's no extra physical ability that you need to be a tattooer. It's just skill and patience and, and, you know, that dedication. So I think that that's kind of even the playing field a lot more, you know, but I do think that, you know, my mom told me that a long time ago that like, you're going to have to work twice, twice as hard to do anything in the world to just stay. Right. You know, she really did. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and I think that, you know, that discipline has really helped me. And, um, I was a big sports kid when I was young and I played a lot of sports. And I think that like, you know, really working hard and, and, and having that discipline really kind of set into my personality. And I think that that's how I've approached my career. My art is very much just to be driven to, and I really only compete with myself. I really don't compete with other male artists or other female artists. So I'm, I'm, I feel pretty 
open and generous to everyone around me because I don't feel so much in competition. I feel more in competition with myself. That's really always been my thing, you know, is just like, what's my next marker? Because we can't judge ourselves by what everyone else thinks because we're all different. And that makes it interesting, right? Like I can't be the same tattooer that, you know, the guy across from me, the way, the way he tattoos, that's, those are his set skills and that's his life and that's her life or that's her life. So I just have to work on my own. Right. So Which is very I fair. I stay focused yeah. on that, you know, yeah. I'm just, but like, I mean, that, and that's more important. Right? Yeah. And I think tattooing also is you're only as good as the last tattoo you did. And that's another old saying that, <laughs> that, you know, used to be said to me when I first started tattooing. Cause it's like, you can do a great tattoo one day and just like, feel like, wow, I killed that. That was amazing. And then the next day, you've got a simple tattoo and maybe you just didn't hit your mark. You know? Right. Maybe nobody else notices, but you just know you didn't maybe hit your mark. And, and that's just human nature. There's an imperfection to our desire to be perfect in this field. And people really want us to be perfect, but there is a beauty in the imperfection because we are only human and it is still a handcraft. I'm not a laser beam doing it. You know, right. I can print out a copy from a computer, but I still have to do it by hand. Right. And, and that's, I hope that that's always the way tattooing is because there is something really beautiful to that handcraft. Right. Know? Right. That's why it's handcrafted. And that's important for clients to remember that. And it's important for, you know, us as tattooers to remember that is, you know, we strive for perfection, but you know. Right. I didn't even think about that in terms of like technology or the future of tattooing, like what that looks like. Yeah. People always say that they're like, Oh, one day you're not going to have a job. There's going to be a laser machine that doesn't. And like, you're going to go to the, like you're going to go to the grocery store and like lay your, yeah. And I'm always like, God, I really hope that never happens in my lifetime because there there's, that's the beauty of tattooing is that you actually sit down with somebody, you have a conversation and you experience this thing together and it's a very human and it's been going on since the beginning of humanity. So, you know, since civilization, since we, we existed, we've been marking ourselves. So I hope that that never really goes away because there's something really intimate and powerful and beautiful about that. Right. And it's not so cookie cutter no, and standard exactly. and exactly. something that everyone can you just have access to. Yeah. Right. Like what's yeah. the, what's the, well, point everyone has it? access to it now, which is great. Right. And right. good and bad because it's made so much work for, you know, people and, and you can only do so many people in a day, but, uh, but you know, good in that, everyone realizes that they can have this like very personal piece of artwork for themselves. You know, how would you say you've developed your style like over time? Well, I came into it with the graphic design background. So I think that that really influenced me. And, and because I didn't have a large knowledge of tattooing prior to, to doing that, I think now maybe if I, if I redid, I don't ever really want to redo anything because I, I like where I've, where I've come, you know, so I say that like, there's nothing I would redo, but like when people ask me like, if you could, if you could, I say, I probably would have loved to have studied with a traditional Japanese tattooer, you know, like in a fantasy world, I looking back, I would love to have learned traditional Tabori just because I have such respect and admiration for it. And, and the, the structures of the designs that the Japanese work uh, involves, I just find really powerful and, and really uh, have longevity. So, but, but as far as like what my life has been, I think it's just been a really eclectic mix of styles that, you know, I've picked up along the way. I think for a long time, I did a lot of fine line work, a lot of single needle and three needle, you know, kind of thing. When I first began, I was really intrigued by that and the, the, the skill that it took to do that. So I, I did that for a long time and I really liked that. 
And then I started feeling like, okay, I want to try something different. So, you know, just pushing myself in a different direction. And so I, I played a little bit with doing a little bit more American traditional and I liked it, but it wasn't, wasn't really speaking to me the same way that other styles were. So I've really, I've really been very malleable in, in that I really try to do what style is right for the piece. I was sort of taught that like, you know, you should be able to do anything that walks in the door to some proficiency, you know, so I haven't really specialized in anything, but, but you're continuing to evolve, and but I've continued to evolve. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I think that now it's more than just stylistically, like as far as like, Oh, I'm, I'm a fine line artist or I'm American traditional or Japanese. I think I, I play more with just like how I can sort of fuse things and like, what does it look like when I kind of mix these different sort of, you know, cultural and, and, you know, iconic imagery together and see what comes out. You know, I think yeah. I, I, I think I move in that direction more and I like that idea more. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah. I'm all for that. I'm, like, I'm all for that. One question I always like to ask my guests that I have on the show, because we're all very busy, right? Or we're, we're doing our full-time jobs. We're also doing things on the side. We're very involved, right? How do you like keep it together? Like, and how do you rejuvenate and the balance? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, some people say they don't sleep. Other people are like, no, 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 I need to sleep. Um, so I'm always interested to just see. I think that I'm not great at doing some of the things that I know I probably should do, which is I should probably go get a massage more often because, you know, you're in a sort of strenuous positions all the time. And, and that, that sounds funny, but, you know, your neck is bent all day and, and we sit here and, and the posture is horrible. And so, you know, and you do that like, you know, one or two hours a day, that's no big deal. But when you've been doing it eight hours a day for 20 years, you know, it, it really starts to take a toll. So that's what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the smile when you say that, (laughs) but I'm kind of hyper. So I have a hard time doing that. So for me, the rejuvenating is just, it's really having a, a little bit of time in my studio alone. I think that's really the biggest thing for me because I need that because this is a very social job. You're, you've got, you know, people in your chair all day and then you've got, you know, you're, we're in a, a big open space. So, which I like, so we're, you know, some days there's like 20 people in here. Some days there's only two or three people. It, it's really varied, but I, I rarely have a chance to be alone and just, you know, so I think that going into my studio and having that practice has really helped me stay somewhat sane <laughs> If I can even use that's that you, word. That's you. I was going to say, that's the funny part is that everyone typically says that. I'm like, yeah. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, think that, I think that those moments are really nice for me. You know, I just like go into my own space and, right. and draw and paint and just listen to my music or, you know, read or whatever it is that I, I take for that moment is really becomes really important. And I, and I have to do that at some point once a week. Sometimes, you know, when, when things are good, I'm getting that like three times a week. And that's, that's ideal for me, but it is hard because I do have a lot of things going on. So, yeah. So being a part of the LGBT community, have you ever found that it's not necessarily, I hate using saying that it's like negative, but have you ever been like in your life treated negatively because of it, whether it was personally, professionally? That's a, it's a big question. You know, um, I think that there certainly has been moments. I mean, there's been moments that I have felt more vulnerable being queer in the community, uh, in my everyday life in places. Um, sometimes when I travel, sometimes, you know, there's, there's times that I think we all sort of sense are unsafe. Right. At least I, I trust my instinct with that. 
And, uh, and those, those are unfortunate, you know, and those are scattered throughout all the years because I've, right. I've come out, I came out when I was pretty young. So, uh, I've had a long life of being openly gay, but I think that they, they become less and less for me because I think I have built, a, I've surrounded myself with good people and like minds and that's taken a lot of work, but it, I think that, you know, I have, I, I just feel like that a lot less than I ever did as I've gotten older because I work with a really open-minded group of people and, and, and they're all eclectic and, and everyone's a creative person. So I think staying in a creative field has helped that. And um, I think that surrounding myself by good people, you know, really makes my day much easier and and it becomes less of a topic, I think, which is what I sort of always hoped for. That right, it's I was going to say, as topic. it should be, yeah, as it should it's be. Important. Right. All these topics are really big. I mean, it's, it would be great if we were living in a time when it wasn't so, so hugely important to, to come out and talk about these things that it was just sort of a given right. and everybody went about their life, you know, but um, I think that that's what I've probably without realizing it has sort of cultivated around myself and, and, and New York, you know, has been good for me with that. And I think that, you know, the important thing for me with like in the tattoo world, as far as that goes, was just that like, which was already set in place before, which was like, just be good, right. be good at what you do. Right. Because if you're good at what you do, at, at what you yeah. do, no one really will have, you know, cause that's the goal. And so I think that I really strive to, to work on that. And I think in turn that maybe helped me be accepted into the tattoo community, maybe a little bit easier because people just saw that I was like, I was really driven. I was hardworking and I really did everything I could to, to make sure that what, whatever skills I had and whatever skills I was lacking, I still was doing my best and trying my best and putting my best foot forward. And I think that, you know, and I stayed, like I said, very hardworking and that, that reflected on everyone around me. And so I think that that maybe made it easier for people to accept me, you know, I'm also kind of, I'm so tomboyish that I think in some ways there was like, I was like really just kind of be able to be friends with everybody relatively easy. So I've had that kind of a different situation where I've had less issue of like, you know, men hitting on me or things like that, because, <laughs> you know, they just kind of like, oh yeah, she's like, um, and so that maybe made that easier for me, but not necessarily for other female right. tattooers, which I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of females tattooers that, you know, have those issues. And I try to help and talk through, through those things with people. But Man, uh, see, I would, it's so, you would think we wouldn't have to worry about some of these things, right? Just in gen, just in the world, not what I label know, you are. We're, we're not evolved. And I'm just, yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm like, as we duh, like, why would I not think that that would yeah. happen? Like it happens in other workplaces. Yeah. Like why not? Right. Yeah. I mean, if we were all evolved to, to the level we should be, we would, we would, the world would not be in the States. State, yes, exactly. Yeah. Great yeah. segue. So yeah. with that, where do you see the future for the LGBT community with everything wow. sort of going on in the world? Yeah, it's a tough question. That's a tough question yeah. right now because, you know, if you had asked me this question, you know, a year or two ago, I would have said like, wow, you know, we're doing great. We're really progressing. The things are really moving in this amazing way. And right now I feel like, wow, we're really in a place where things are, are getting kind of scary again. Things are, are so, you know, it's so important for us to stand together and, and for our our friends that are, are not in the community that but know us and love us to stand with us as well. So it's, it's all becoming very important. I, I mean, in some ways, 
it's interesting for the younger generation to be sort of having to fight for something now because, you know, in my early years, it was a little bit of, of like, we had to stand out for ourselves, you know, we had to stand up for ourselves. And, and, and then I think in the last, you know, several years, maybe it's been just kind of a given and maybe it's being questioned a little bit again. So there's, there's almost like a little bit of fight has to come back up in us. And, and I don't mean necessarily physical fight. I just mean the, the fight, to, you know, I don't believe in violence. I don't, I don't, I don't like violence, you know, for, for these reasons, but, uh, but I think that we have to stand by what we believe in and, and we have a, a right to love who we love and be who we are. And I mean, there's yeah, much bigger like, issues. Right. There's so much bigger issues. I mean, that's what I always just think is like, there are so many big, big issues in the world to be worrying about than right. who sleeps with who, you know, right. consenting adults, right. what consenting adults do is just like, it's unbelievable. You know, we have such huge environmental issues. We have such huge political issues and on so many other arenas, but, uh, it's like, let's concentrate on so many other things. Right. Right. Like what shouldn't be, let's prioritize, you know, like there's a million other topics that, you know, are more relevant. Yeah. Well, it's all relevant. It's all relevant. So I didn't say that they're, that they're not, I just think that, you know, that, you know, who you love is such a personal thing that that just, Right. Like you shouldn't be told what you kind of can't do. I, I completely, it's funny because I, I've had this conversation with a lot of people and it's like, this is what I always get at. It's like, it seems that the people that it doesn't affect at all, they want to know everything about it. And I'm like, if I'm not affecting you in a negative way, right. Or Well, I mean, yeah. you know, information I think is, is important. So, you know, I'm a big fan of like knowledge does, does help us, you know, to, to grasp, you know, concepts that maybe we're not familiar with. And so I'm pretty good at talking to people if they ask me questions. I mean, it's why I do interviews, why, you know, uh, I believe that like sharing my experiences, sharing knowledge all becomes important because that's how we all learn. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm usually pretty willing to, if I have the time to, to talk to people about either being queer and what it's like, you know, being an artist, what that's like, or, um, you know, learning about tattooing or what's that's like, but, uh, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to juggle. Very complex. Yeah. There's a lot to juggle right now and, um, it's important times, but you know, I, I hope that we all just really can grow because that's the goal, right. Is to become better people right. to move forward. And, and that forward movement for me is just to become the best person I can be. And, you know, it keeps changing as I evolve. So it's like once I conquer one, one thing, it's, you know, it's on to the next. But it's a constant, you know, it's a constant process, right? I don't, you know, you never want to stop growing. Of till, course, till yeah. the day you die, you know, yeah. it's, this is your one life and, and, you know. We got to live it. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes. I appreciate it. Um, if the listeners want to find you. Or, or contact you, what's the best way? Um, you could just go to uh, stephanietomez at gmail.com and you can contact me through that. Okay. Check the emails every day. You come down to save and get tattooed. If I'm not here, the rest of my crew is all fantastic and they'll all take care of you. So, you know, I'm pretty easy to find. She's easy to find, everyone. I'll also link the information. So you guys don't know this, but today I am actually getting my first tattoo right after this recording. Uh, So thank you so much for tuning in. 
I may be back. I may not. But thank you for always listening. Again, you can find us on nakedandinsideout.com. And from there, you can get us on all social platforms, always on iTunes and Acast. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I think it's going to be good. Yes. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Until next time.